Cheers. Cheers. So who's the spokesperson for the uh, band whenever y'all get in trouble with the cops? Uh, that'd be Jason. <laughs> that'd be Jason. He's, a, he's the one the that's good at talking. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you want, man, uh, you want to go ahead and introduce the band and then yeah. uh, go around the room with each each person sort of like it's an AA meeting but more fun because we're not <laughs> abstaining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Head Trip Trauma. Uh, we are a new metal groove metal band from Creedmoor, North Kakalaki. And we'll start from uh, the left all the way to the right. We got Peter, a.k.a. Venom, Venom. vocals. Hello, we hello. We got Zeb, Sledge, bass. Then you got your boy Jay, Jason, J-Dog, uh, vocals number two. And we've got a boy here, Zeke Zero, the drummer. And then we've got Alex over here. He is right. on guitar and backing vocals. And that consists of Head Trip Drummer. Cool deal, man. Well, I've Gotta been, get you a nickname, bro. I've been a fan of you guys for several hey, years now. Yeah, I met Jason, uh, I, go I don't like know, this. Is it eight years ago, yeah. roughly. And he came and did a couple of charity events. I'm not sure if you guys were involved with that or not. I was pretty drunk. Peter was. So I don't remember much <laughs> other than I enjoyed the hell out of the music. Well, I know, speaking for myself, I think before this band, we played, I played in Southern rock bands. I've played in damn metalcore bands and shit. So that was pretty much my backup. What about you, Zeb? I know you had a couple of bands you were in prior to this. Some of the main bands I had was in high school with my cousin. Both of my cousins, they got me into music in the first place. Yeah. Uh, the first band that I had was Artillery. Oh, sweet. And, uh, so we, we had two cool, solid songs down pat, just never got around to getting yeah. a proper recording. And then the other band that I was in was called Tammany Hall. So that was me on bass, my drummer Cole, and then we had our, our buddy Big Josh up on the okay. microphone rapping. Nice. And, it was, and when we recorded, we literally just did one takes. So me okay. and Cole, the drummer, would come up with the idea. We played a song like three or four times. And then we just rough take it, one take it with the dude on the microphone. And so we, all our influences was more so like Rage Against the Machine and Alice yeah. in Chains and stuff uh, like that. Okay. Some Red Hots. You know, but as we got older, it was more so Metallica and Pantera and Hell stuff yeah. like that. So, I don't know. Uh, you got. I don't know if you guys have met him, but uh, my buddy Ed. Ed. Do you remember Ed? Yeah, I remember Ed. So he uh, he's a big Pantera fan, right? And what every time we used to get shed face, that was like the go-to. Oh yeah, <laughs> pump it up in the garage and just get violent. That's how my cousin Craig is. <laughs> 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 Peter, you've been advanced too, haven't you, bro? Didn't you, you used to yeah. play drums at one point, didn't you? I did play drums for a little bit. Um, I got one. Fuck if I know how I could play uh, drums now, but you know, <laughs> it did happen at some point. <laughs> um, no, mostly I've just I've just always had my passion being vocals. Um, I was in a band when I was a kid. I think the first band when I was 12, 13 or yeah. so. Um, didn't really go anywhere. It was more just, you know, garage type thing, just having fun, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of those guys I'm still friends friends with to this day, so you know. But I've always been; it's always just been metal for me. Nice okay. metal all the way. Cool deal. See, you know, I'm a nameless, of course. You got to tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about that history, son. Um, 
Well, my start really got in marching band when I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, I was influenced. Well, through middle school and high school, I was influenced through a lot of metal, like metalcore, you know, stuff like that. So on YouTube, it's, so I slipped not on, you know, and then just went down the rabbit hole from there. Suicide Silence, all of that. And nice. then it just went from there. Um, I didn't really get exposed to an actual drum set until I got to high school. So it was just like, yeah. Then I was able to obtain a drum set from my high school teacher. Shout out to Chris Poole, by the way. He's a cool dude. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I started, you know, it was just one cymbal, one hi-hat, and the whole shebang. Yeah. And then with a single pedal, and it was on from there. I put on Craigslist. My wife was just like, you know, you might as well just join a band. Instead of just playing, you know, covers too, all too day. Too damn good at not being a band. <laughs> she was like, you know, I was I was playing yeah. the same covers every day type of, of what I could play. So she was like, yeah, just look for a band. So I basically went to Facebook, I Googled, went to Craigslist, put an ad out. And then Jason had hit me up. And it was just like, I wasn't supposed to wake up that day not yeah. on some like crazy stuff but like i oh, got okay. off work that morning and i woke up earlier than usual type job gotcha. and i just so happened to see that i got an email from jason and it was just like oh wow all right let me check this out turns out he had only lived like 10 15 minutes away from me worked nice. out worked out perfectly yeah it was crazy so Man, some, some uh, music some good so tell me, right here so tell me uh you said that when you first you didn't put your hands on the drum set till you got to high school like when it when you actually got to get in there and, and mess with it, like was it a thing that came to you naturally, or did you like have to learn and work hard at it to get it? Because I know like in my case, my parents tried like hell to get me to play instruments, and no matter how much I tried, it never came naturally to me. Honestly, you know? I, I want to say a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Because I just incorporated the stuff that I knew from drumline into yeah. the kit. Okay. And like all I did was just watch other people play. Like I learned by ear, and nice. I, all I got to do was just watch you one time, and I'm gonna incorporate and take one little technique that you did and just throw it in my arsenal. And it's wild. So that's cool, man. Alex, you, you've been in many bands, bro. You like, yeah, dude, yeah. like when Hetra first started, we were, we were with this man here, dude. He, he'll tell you a little bit. So he yeah, had man. a bag, he had a whole bag of bands. Oh no, yeah, a whole bag of bands. <laughs> so it first started. Um, my dad bought a drum kit and the story of how we got the drum kit is a funny one so um is i have uh two siblings and so one night my dad just gets all three of us together and he's like get in the car we're going somewhere yeah. and we're like okay i don't know what the fuck this is and uh we had like a big ass uh, chevy suburban so plenty of room for a drum kit in there mm -hmm. we drive like fucking three hours all the way down to south carolina this random dude's house and buy a drum kit from him off Craigslist and we're all like, Dad, what? The why are you buying a drum kit? And he's like, I just wanted to get y'all a drum kit, see if you wanted to play it. Because yeah. my dad was a drummer and he played in bands okay. and shit like all throughout the 80s. Um, but he gave up on it after a while. Well, and so, it. fucked around with the kit a little bit, never really did much with it. Yeah. But then uh, one of our, um, one of me and my brother's friends, uh, Jenny, fucking, she played guitar and um, he was like, you want to do a band? And we were like, yeah, let's do a band. Yeah. So, <laughs> we named ourselves Goose Egg <laughs> because we were like, we're bad. And Goose Eggs is apparently like a fucking saying for bad, so we'll just be Goose Egg. And uh, we mostly played like covers of uh, like obscure 70s psychedelic rock shit because uh, yeah. that's what Jenny was into. <laughs> so, was, yeah. the, what we played was pretty much dictated by whatever she could play. 
Um, but yeah, so from there, uh, that band broke up eventually, then made another cover band with some of my friends and uh, my brother as well, called Burning Blades, which is the coolest, most edgiest name you can possibly have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. We played like, I think, two or three shows, and then we broke up. <laughs> we were just cover band playing like Green Day and all that kind of shit. Uh, but then when I actually got serious with the music um, was when I joined, uh, at the time we were called Gateways. Uh, I think I was like 16, and um, at the time I was living over in Moxville, which is like yeah, 40 minutes west of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we found the one person in North Carolina who knows where Moxville is. <laughs> I drive I drive uh, about, I don't know, well, short of 100,000 miles every year, year oh, and a shit. half, so around North Carolina working, so I see oh, all yeah, kinds yeah. of little obscure Whoa. places. That's cool, that's cool, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I fucking found this uh, band dad from... Uh, for fucking this band called Gateways, and uh, hit them up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're in Cary," and I'm like, "That's only two hours. That's fine." So, so I joined them. <laughs> fucking just was driving two hours one way to practice. So four hours round trip for every practice. Changed our name to From the Fall, and then we got uh, Dimitri, who is um, he's actually a head trip drummer, fill-in drummer at the moment. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So whenever Z can't make a show, he's our fill-in, and uh, another Shout dude named to Matt. Yes, shout out to Dimitri. Dimitri, if you're watching this, we fucking love you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so then we changed our name to From the Fall, and we actually got a little bit more serious there. Uh, played like a shit ton of shows all around North Carolina and everything. Uh, then eventually uh, we decided to change vocalists and then changed our name to Seeking Solace, and that's where like, I actually <laughs> feel like I became a real musician. Because um, okay. I was playing drums at the time, too, by the way. Uh, I switched to guitar later on. Um, but yeah, so like... That was just so much fun playing all the shows and everything, and that's where I really got into like crafting music instead yeah. of just so like, you playing started music. understanding yeah. the process versus just what you would see on the other side of it yeah, when you're first yeah, exactly. trying to just figure out your tools and, and shit. Okay. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then um, from there, I left the band there and just kind of laid dormant, working on like my own like, side projects and shit. Um, yeah. So I've got like, an atmospheric black metal <laughs> project called Hourglass Dreams that I've been working on. Um, and then me and Jason uh, formed up Cold Sin as like kind of an online band. Nah, I'm all good. Um, as like kind of an online band at first, um, we are planning to take it to a live lineup at some point in the near future, though. So, Cold Sin fans, stay tuned for that. Nice. Um, Coming eventually. So you're, eventually. Staying, exactly. you're staying busy. Oh yeah, very busy. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That's the way I like it. Um, but then uh, Peter had to step away from Head Trip uh, on vocals for a while, and uh, Jason was going to step out to take over on vocals, and he was like, "Yeah, Yo, you want to play guitar for Head Trip?" And I'm like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" Because like, um, you know, I've been uh, a fan of Head Trip for like a yeah. really long time. Um, I remember them fucking tearing that shit up, playing the Haymaker at fucking uh, Sweat back back in the day in right. fucking 2017 or whenever that was. Oh yeah, yeah, the olden days. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you know, I feel very honored, very privileged to be stepping up and filling Jason's shoes because um, I mean, I love the music and everything, and to be able to be a part of it is pretty fucking awesome. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I have right the most unpopular opinion of all time, which is that Suicide Silence's self-titled album Suicide is actually good. Yeah. It's actually good. I, re I actually really like it. Um, it's unique. It's it's not something I listen to on a regular basis, but yeah. when I'm in a particular mood, it just scratches a particular musical itch that nothing else does. Right. But it's a good album, too. <clears throat> yeah. any, any great album. You start at the beginning, 
you listen to it all the way through. And Rush's it takes, first three albums. takes you yeah. from one spot to another <laughs> place. It's a whole journey, for sure. And if it's a good band, you know, there's a lot of bands where it's hit or miss. They might have five out of ten songs good or five out of eight. But there's, you know, certain man is different for everybody, too. Yeah. You know, because me, I throw on Rage Against the Machines first album, the self-titled, and I can listen from start to end. And then, depending on my mood, sometimes I can throw on the Incubus album, you know. Now I listen to a little bit Incubus more heavier a and a little bit more shit. progressive, but, you yeah. know, I like a little bit more metalcore now, but still, when I throw on them old albums, it takes me back to where I was the first time I heard it when yeah. I was a kid. And those, you know, it was it was kind of like the the founding blocks of you know how I play. Yeah. But I like to try and incorporate that into the new metal because obviously I, I like you know Slipknot and all mm. that good stuff. I, I like the new metal bands. Corn obviously is pretty good. I think yeah. Jason Fathers likes him. Jason <laughs> likes a little bit more than I do. <laughs> but <it's> still, <laughs> but <it's> still. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I try to incorporate all the things that I grew up loving and all the you know newer stuff even like you know animals as leaders and periphery and yeah. you know or polyphia you know those, those are all three awesome bands intervals. So what are you guys uh what are you guys we talked a little bit as each of you went you know through and talked about how you got into the band and whatnot. Um, you have your musical influences that brought you into music. But, like, what are some musical influences that you guys all together sort of agree on as far as, like, these are the people that sort of put their salt into our stew? Slipknot. Okay. <laughs> definitely Slipknot. I think Slipknot's a fair one. Corn. Corn's definitely Slipknot. Corn. Um, Maybe a little static. Dare little I, static say, I say some Lamb of God. There's definitely some yeah, Lamb of God. Yeah, Lamb of God. So we're getting some stuff that's not necessarily no, new stuff, but a lot yeah. of older Metal, yeah, stuff. metal bands, yeah. A lot okay. of our sound is Chimera, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, Chimera, Chimera and Corn. Yeah. yeah, it's like I think <laughs> that's what I would. It's say. less that. That's right. What's the right way to say it? Um, My bad. It's man. like that old school, like new metal, just yeah. had the raw aggression, just in your faceness, and I think that's I what we take it. to it. So it's not like you know we're not a Slipknot ripoff. Um, at least oh, that's no. what I tell myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but like I think we capture like that same kind of energy that Slipknot captured for like their first two. <laughs> the fuck is going on? Yeah. I watched the uh, the yeah. wave the wave thing up there. He like blew forth. up when he was growling. <laughs> that's why I said you gave him a mic. Like I think our sound captures that same like, you know, spirit of aggression, <laughs> if you will. Uh, the, the, the 90s had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like Cold know, Chamber. Just that whole, you know, you know shot on VHS. No it was a yeah. different Ooh, genres. Yeah. 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 Was I got you. Many yeah. different genres, but the intensity. Yeah. Yeah, they had static. static. Yeah. You could not yeah. even like the genre. Like, if you looking this way, you hear the music, you're just going to be like, What's that? <laughs> all right, that sounds all right. That's a little hot. It's gonna it's make your butthole tingle when you hear it. I think honestly, with Head Trip, the formula has always been to be a hundred percent transparent. Yeah, you know, no bullshit. Because you know a lot of music today is filtered like motherfucker. We don't filter yeah. none of that shit. We just like, like rough cut. Exactly. Like what? Do, what do we feel? Underground feel. What can we say, and how can we put it out to where other people can make yeah. a connection with it? And I think what was the beating heart of what made Head Trip. 
was yeah. kind of all these influences that each one of us kind of bring in together, honestly. Um, you know, before Z came into the band, you know, our original drummer, uh, Jake Dewey, he was heavily deathcore mm -hmm. influenced heavily with the Slipknot shit. So the first album, the way drums were originally were written was kind of in that style. But when Zeke came in, he brought in a lot of like metalcore influences, some thrash metal influences, which kind of helped with the new sound as well. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I'll say, uh, as far as the man evolving, man, you know, we, we, we take it back to the first single, uh, The Haymaker, and then you look at our most recent single, Spiral, literally, it's it's been a spiral all the way back from there to this point, um, which the good news is, you know, even when we had our lineup changes, it was only, like, I want to say maybe a two or three year gap between yeah. this lineup now, you know what I mean? So, the music was already there, you know what I'm saying? Like, me and Jake Dewey, we, we spent hours <clears throat> creating the first album, but when this material was brought over to the new lineup, which Peter's been there throughout this entire process, we were just like, you know what? Instead of getting everyone to play exactly how we originally had it, yeah, I let everyone else put their own input into it, and then we went and hit the studio and recorded. And with everyone having their influences from different genres, um, I think what brought us all together was just that yeah. the nostalgia feel of what the old, like older music would make you feel, I guess you could say. Yeah, not same, way you that. Get, same feeling you get whenever you, you uh, crank your bike up and you turn exactly. on ACDC or something. Yeah, yeah that it, nostalgic. You know, I just want to like, aggressively like ride on uh, Like <laughs> yeah. the Black Album, that whole yeah. fucking album exactly. back when it dropped. Like, we all were just so heavily influenced by those bands growing up yeah. that we wanted to do the same shit they were doing as far as touring and, you know, yo, like Dimebag said it best, the, uh, the money riff. Yeah. Every song we do for Head Trip, we're just thinking, yo, is this going to be a bop? Like, every song's got to be a single, goddammit. You know what I mean? Not necessarily like well, selling gonna, single, but yeah. being, every song has got to be important. It can't just be, oh, we're going to write a filler track. Fuck that. It's yeah. got to be, it, it's got to be a banger. That we look at is like, if we write a song, like, can this song survive on its own? Yeah. You know, it has to be able to survive on its own. Otherwise, it can't survive on the album. Yeah. yeah. Because every song has to be a banger. Like, that's the way we go into it. That's, that's the true, way that we yeah. write it. You know, that's why a lot of songs, me and Jason have talked about, you know, like re-recording, like tweak this, tweak this, add this, take this away. Definitely. But there's there's some songs, there's some songs that we just can't do that to because it was a feeling when we wrote it, you know? Yeah. You, you can't relive that feeling. Like, songs like Glass Jaw, perfect. Yeah. Perfect way it is, man. Like, I, like um, you know, when I look, when I look back at, the early shit and I look at what we're doing now it is it's insane because like the new shit people haven't heard yet it, I I cannot I have no words to explain on how strong this shit is man that's probably some of the strongest and there's other material that we recorded earlier last year like Push for an example oh, yeah. there's songs that we haven't even played live that I know for a fact the moment people hear the shit they're gonna, it's, it's the next level for us man yeah, and that's talking, and I know most times a lot of bands will say this shit, and it's like, oh fuck, we gotta live up to it. But I ain't got no worries at that's all. Gotta it's gotta be a good feeling. Shit, <laughs> it's yeah. gotta be a good and feeling for not, everybody, to be right? Honest like, with you, side effects. Yeah. That first album we dropped, dude. We start writing that material in 2016. It took us a couple of years before we even dropped full length album. So yeah. this entire time we've been itching for new material, dude. <laughs> yeah. So when we dropped Animosity, it was kind of like a start of the next generation forehead trip because it was kind of like 
you know, we still honor the, where we came from, but animosity was kind of like, what's up, motherfuckers? It's back yeah, to get real, you know? Help right. <laughs> you know, like, like that, that, that was when it was like, all right, this next chapter head trip is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Because, I mean, I think for the, the longest time, we were just a local band, you know, and we still are a local band, but for us, we wanted to become more than just a local band. Yeah. You know, we want to help many people. Like, if we could tour all over, that'd be fucking grand. Yeah. But, you know, um, it, 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 it went from being, hey, man, let's focus on being this awesome live local band to, hey, let's just be everything that we know we can be and work hard towards being even better than that and just putting all in the band and not worry about just yeah. a local band. And I think that's kind of what's worry about the turned the heat up for all of us, really, because... Yeah. Like, you know, Z, he tours with Nameless. You know, he has a secondary band that he's fucking yeah. killing it with. Check them out, by the way. You know, social oh, yeah, media for sure. All that good stuff. I'll, I'll say, with all of us doing it, like, when me and Alex doing Cold Send on the side, you know, we have so much time to reflect on the new Head Trip material. And I feel like, honestly, this new shit that we're going to be dropping is going to be some of the best shit we've ever done, dude. I, I feel so confident in that shit. Um uh, I, I definitely think that the people that have been patient and been waiting on the new shit are going to be very happy. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, tell, tell them about how we're doing our recording now, too, bro. Oh, yeah. All, yeah. all of our recording is DIY now. You know, we, nice. We've worked with other people. Okay. You know, you know, I'm not trying to shit on anybody. It's just um, all of us are very busy people. We're all yeah. working full-time jobs. You know, some bands ain't going two, three-week tours. That's awesome. Fortunately, we yeah. live on the grind. You know, some of us are, on, you know, torn and shit, but majority of us are um, pretty much stationary here at the moment until we're able to, you know, go out and spend the that and the money and get tours together and all that good stuff. All that'll but, come, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> you guys have stayed with it. We'll, we'll, we'll see. You, it, we'll that see. That kind of stuff will come. Yeah, I mean, uh, right, right sure. now we're, we're trying to keep it like all in house. We're, we're hitting through the rest of the year. We got. We got a, a lot quite, of shows. Quite a few year, shows, yeah. but uh, uh, up until you know that point, because we've been talking about doing a little hiatus, but uh, we've been trying to get these songs recorded. We've recorded with a couple different you know artists, mm -hmm. which some of them been awesome, some of them been a little bit of a grind to work with. But uh, now we got our new guitarist, Alex doing all the recording and all that for us. Nice. And it's so much easier than having to, you know, coordinate it's with like, another you know, person obviously, everybody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. obviously it's like, you know, his time is precious, so whatever oh, yeah. time that he spends on it is for the band, but it makes it easier because if something has to be done or re-recorded or just even, yeah. you know, working on something, it's so much easier to just go over there and hang out with him. Hey, man, what, what's going on and all that? Yeah, you know and your it, producer you know, is one of your it, friends it, versus the guy it, that... It takes the pressure off. Yeah, metering you, know, you when you're in there. It takes the pressure off <laughs> exactly. recording yeah. or, you know, having to do with somebody that has their own ideas. Trying to yeah. schedule something, it's, it's you know, like, what time's better for this person, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 like somebody that really knows you, too, like, yeah. they can really push you through your limits. So like they, yeah, they, they know, know if you're what not. You, what you got against that? Yeah. The beatings will continue until you track it right, Sam. How you putting if you don't have your beat? <laughs> well, that's too damn bad. So it's something like that. But no, nah, I feel like um, recording has been going a lot smoother now. It's in a very chill environment. It's just, you know. Well, if you got room to move, yeah. you know, and to, to feel comfortable, I'm sure that's going to be reflected in your music. Mm -hmm. It has to be. That's yeah. that way with everything. 
So if you're stressed out when you're driving, you're more apt to flip people off. <laughs> well, then, and we got somebody that actually cares about the finished product. Yeah. You know, not not exactly. lying about, you know, or not talking bad about yeah. anybody else, but, you know, it's like yeah. this is stuff that has yeah. our names on it. Yeah. His name no, definitely. Yeah, I mean, some people they don't their yeah. name don't really mean much, but some people yeah. when they put their name to a product, yeah. people are counting art. Well, this guy's had oh, fast, yeah. or this guy everything he releases is he. I can tell he spent the you time. You have a reputation yeah. you want to uphold. Everyone that we've worked with in the past, you know, that we've recorded with, I'm thankful for because it was it was growing for you know Learning each time experience. we recorded. You know, shout out to Wade Harris. You know, I think he did outstanding. On uh, Unchained. Oh, he helped um, me out so much on Animosity. animosity. He helped me so uh, much out on that. I still can't play two effects. Track. <laughs> <laughs> so Side that's kind of a pain. Well. <laughs> we're working on it, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're working on we're it. We're working on it. But, but uh, as far as like, what what made us go directly to DIY is Alex has done many mixes, you know, from yeah. all the Colts and shit that everyone's heard up to this point. That's all Alex recording. Most um, of it is. Majority of there it is. is. That, that, that first album, man, it's, if it's you listen to the first now. album, yeah, uh, first EP as well, um, we've always some put some type of sample or something to, that we felt would complete the song, yeah. you know, um, like Can I Live. Uh, originally, we didn't have that electronic shit in the background originally. You yeah, know? the extra line in the back. I don't know, Brandon Garrison, uh, he's uh, the guitarist for Dear Desolate. Um, we worked with him, and he was like, yo, I, I don't know what it is, man, but I fucking hear something in the background. I'm just like, all right, well, let, let's fuck around a little bit. So we did like some 90s type synth shit, and it mm. worked out, you know, uh, for that track. Animosity, we got a piece from uh, Tenacious D's The Pick of Destiny. Yeah. You know, the parts like, you guys will turn your brain into shit. Bro, bro. Perfect sample. <laughs> and even some of the new shit, I can't, I'm not going to say anything now, but the new shit, uh, we've always been real, uh, I think a majority of us in the band like love movies and shit whether it's action horror and shit so we're just like yo if this fits the song why not use it and uh give them a small hit um, don't, don't tell them what it is but give them a small hit give the fans an just tell the name of the movie just what tell the name of the movie alright I'm just gonna say Jack Nicholson with a baseball bat that's all I'm gonna okay. say no that'll be fun that'll be fun <laughs> research yeah. for sure <laughs> A little that's Easter the best, egg. That's a little the best Easter egg for you. you if you listen to this podcast. If you're a fan of horror, you should already know what the hell I'm talking about. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so, is a uh, before you guys do your shows? I know you're doing more and more of those. We just talked a minute ago, and you said you got a whole stack this year, Shit, totally. right? What is one thing that like each of you do before you go on stage, like when you're you know, you're super pumped for this thing. Like, what is a little ritual you do? Do you wear the same ritual? socks or do you chug a it's beer? It's funny because uh, me and me and Alex were just talking about this at the last show. Like our pre-show rituals. Yeah. There's a thing because it's like I like ninety percent of my my everyday life is trying to stay out of my head. Right. The only time where I I'm actually like, yeah, let me get in my head and get my brain all fucked up is before I go on stage. Okay. <laughs> because it's a feeling. You get the chaos. Exactly. So what I do is a lot of times like I'll keep to myself for most of the night before I go on stage because uh. I just keep replaying certain things in my head. And uh, one of my rituals is is I'll go outside. I have like two or three cigarettes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then I go inside, find Jason. Okay? <laughs> find Jason. That, this, I'm, I'm not even joking. This, this, this is my pre-show ritual. 
punch he, him in the really, balls. Really Jason. I'll, I'll stand there awkwardly, not say a damn word, and go back outside and smoke another cigarette. <laughs> and then I'll come back in, find Jason. <laughs> You're doing your thing again, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I'm already panicking. Because, <laughs> because one of the things is, when I get in my head, I pace a lot. Yeah. So that's what that, that's what's really helping me get into my head. Um, nice. That little walk in between, I'm in there thinking about like different shit. Yeah. Just like how are we gonna your mind and how are we gonna fuck zone. this show up? Like you know how are we gonna just like destroy everything? You know let's let's fucking go. You know I can't remember uh, the guy's name. I'd have to look it up. But I listened to a podcast the other week, and it was a football player. I think he's retired now, but he was talking about how to get into his zone before going onto the field. <laughs> He would take like an X number of grams of mushrooms, oh, <laughs> and then the he fuck? would sit and think about all his childhood trauma. Jeez. And he said he would get to the what point the where he would feel like his brain start to pop. And he's like, and that's when he knew it was time to go. And he had got it like down to a science as far as the time goes. So when he Holy walked shit. out in that field, he's like, <laughs> it was literally like he's. I felt like I was about to do yeah, like yeah. some old Viking shit, go in and murder, rape, and kill. Holy <laughs> I was like, can you imagine a 320-pound ready-to-rape-murder-kill guy on mushrooms Yeah, they just attack you? Mushrooms? Because you don't know what the hell he's seeing. Jesus Christ. He said he told a guy one time, he said this is back before he had kids. I wish I remember this. But he said he told a guy he was going to eat his children. What the fuck? Right there on the line. He said the guy just looked at him and was just like, he said it got into his head, though. The whole game, every time he saw him. The guy's eyes would twitch. He's like, and then he would just destroy it. <laughs> That's like a lot of the football players. Like when they were on the, the line, they would uh, they would eat like uh, antacids and stuff, yeah. like like, like Alka Seltzer, just start foaming. <laughs> just get. <laughs> I mean, intim- whatever works for you works, man. Intimidation is intimidation. Yeah. By Uzi, what what is there? What is it your? I guess your build up before you go on stage. What is it that you're doing? Um, one thing I see myself doing mostly it's like always like stretching or like taking my uh my drum phone and like hitting it on the pad and just listening to music you know playing covers as i go but it's really michael jackson that really be getting me hyped if i start singing michael jackson right before i go on you probably gonna get the best show of your damn life right there because that is i don't know it's just crazy how i start moonwalking i start sliding to the left to the right it's I don't know. It's weird. What about you, Zach? What is <laughs> so, your What is your thing that you do before you get on stage? My mine it's like a week build up. Oh, four locos. It's a week build up. So it, it's like you know we would get the set list. You know we we do our rehearsals and all yeah. that. Practice on your own time. When you're at rehearsals, you yeah. rehearse the songs. But um, week before time. I'll just be building up every single day that week, going up and leading up to the day of the, or, you know, show day, pretty much. Um, I'll practice the set list at least once, maybe twice a night, just so I know I'm psychologically ready. It's like, all right, I know I'm not going to miss no nuts. Yeah. It's like, I've already been practicing. I put the time in. I got the, it's just um, second nature. memory. You know, yeah, second nature at that point. Exactly. So um, by the time show day does come up it's like all right you know just take it easy i might have some drink heavy drinks the night before sometimes oh not you know it's just i don't want to be hungover yeah you know oh man that's, that's <laughs> the worst trying to be hungover and play it's only had me like once or twice but 
And uh, it's all right. get ready for show day. I throw the album on, whatever we're playing through, I'll just listen to it on yeah. the way out there to the show. And then when we get to the show, it's like, all right, we getting ready. So we go ahead and start pulling out our gear and all that, make sure everything's tuned up properly. And uh, the, the mental mindset of it is, I just, I go, I have a couple smokes, go and get a double or two, have a couple drinks, don't get sloppy, but I like to have some drinks just to get me loosened up. Yeah. It makes me not, not thinking about, you know, <laughs> so I'm not like, because I, I get nervous, you know, I get I, I get a little bit of stage fright and all that, you know, so it's like it kind of knocks that edge off, so I'm not up there, like, yeah. freaking out, you know, so... It's like, A, doing my practice, the week building up to it, I know then I have the confidence of, well, I know the material. Yeah. So I'm not sweating like, oh, I might go up here and screw something up majorly. You're taking weight out of your you know? And then on top of that, yeah. it's yeah. just yeah. have a smoke, have a drink, meditate a little bit about what's about to happen. And you go out there on stage, and then once the lights are on, it's just game time oh yeah you know you don't want to go up there pussyfooting you don't want to go up there standing still you don't want to go up there looking like you don't know what the fuck you're doing because i've been yeah. there i've done that and it sucks being on stage <laughs> Who's this and, asshole? and looking stupid up there because you forgot <laughs> your part it, it's not a good feeling so you know it was you know it, it took a couple times playing with the band once i got into it because that's yeah. the first legitimate stage i've been on you know playing semi-professional yeah. venues so, uh, and professional memes. You know, hooligans, some of our favorite bands. Shout out to hooligans, the Jacksonville. We're going to be coming out soon. It was, I'm trying to remember. I used to go down when I was a teenager. Uh, it was on Hillsborough Street in Raleigh. What was the name oh, that, of that? That's uh, 506 over there. They well, tore the, it down the, the, and the, turned it into a parking lot. It, it was oh, some over there now. The Merge? Was that it? It was the down brewery? there. Was it the brewery? I think it was the brewery. I know we were talking about it, yeah. I think, and I couldn't remember the name of it. I don't think I was remember the name of it, but that was one of my favorite places to go listen to. It's so tiny. Just we like was. every type of metal you could think of was down it's there. true. What was the other one down there in Raleigh? The uh, it was right? Volume 11, then became the Maywood. Yeah. So we used to that go down there and cool. listen to Sky Eats Airplane. RP, and, hope to see those boys and, back and yeah, Mr. Maywood. August Burns Red and all of this. I mean, everybody would come down there embracing goodbye. I think that was a local band. Well, oh, that, shit. That, that's what sucks now. To go see August Burns Red, the closest places you could go is Charlotte. Pizza, yeah. For your three, four hour ride. Like, you they know, don't have the place in Raleigh anymore. We, yeah. It <laughs> just sucks, man. You know, I was also uh, back as far as getting ready before the show thing. Alex. I know you do. I know you have like some stuff that you do. What are some main things that you do, bro? I mean, yeah, on the previous. The main things I do. I don't have like a, a totally set routine, but I always get my guitars out, get them set up. You know, make sure they're tuned up and everything. Because um, I always have a backup guitar. I learned that lesson the hard way. Um, <laughs> oh God, David, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Um, but yeah, I just tune up my stuff. Um, like if it's really cold inside the venue and really hot outside or vice versa. I try to like put the guitars in the venue so they're kind of used to the temperature in there so okay. they're not freaking out and popping out of tune and shit. I never, um, I never thought about that before. Good. I guess you would yeah. have to. I mean, <laughs> honestly, so, like, I don't know. Our sheet <laughs> rock get yeah. into the house. Delicate thing. I don't know how much it actually affects it, but it makes me feel better. So uh, either way, I do that, you know, just tune everything up. Uh, I tend to spend a lot of time outside the venue, um, especially if there's a lot of people there, because I just get really bad anxiety in, like, super crowded spaces and stuff. 
So if you see me at a show hanging out outside, it's not because I hate your band, or maybe it is because. I hate you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just you I don't never know. The <laughs> crowded like shopping in like fucking Costco in holiday season was just just pain, pure pain. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, just hang out. I, I tend to I go find Jason when I'm bored or you know, whatever. Uh, for me, it's the, no, I'm gonna have to deal with that line at the front of Walmart. And you're like, why is Walmart the only oh, people that have this? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, off topic. Every time I go to Walmart, first thing I go is, whatever happened in them days when you go through the garden section and get the fuck out? You can't even do that no more. Oh, you, can't even, you can't even go. Same with Lowe's, too. You gotta, you gotta go hunt them down. You gotta go hunt them down. Like, hey, man, can I get some help out here? Yeah. And then 15 minutes later, somebody shows up It's like, well, damn, I could have just walked to the front of the store by this point. Oh, yeah. Dude, I used to or going to Sporting Goods. and I checked out the places. I get groceries, I go straight to the garden section. And they got, like, two people over there checking out. And I'm like, see you later. They got this shit closed now, son. They say they, they only do it certain times of the hour of the day, I guess, <laughs> for the garden section. Cheapskates. R.I.P. to the... If you could perform anywhere in the world, like your dream place to perform as a band, like... Where would that be? I know everybody may have a different. You talking about venue person, or like country? A venue, venue. It don't matter what country. country. I got one. Anywhere. I mean, I Elon Musk's Mars, whatever. <laughs> like wherever you want. Where is the dream place to go perform? Like you said, I've been here, or I've, I finally got here. This is it. This is where I've always wanted to play. I want to play Red Rocks Amphitheater. Red Rocks. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty solid one. I must say, House of Blues. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. Anywhere where all I see is crowd and lights. And it's just uh, uh, right, so that, like any that's, type of stadium. Like this that's just yeah. you like stadium like So you're talking stadium. stadium. See I, I had I was in the mindset of that uh place Madison Square Garden. No, no, that place that uh Panter played in Russia. Mos- bro, yes. It was like, it, it was like, it, it was like crowd, almost um, a million monsters people out there or yeah. Some shit. Yeah. Yeah. See, that would be, yeah. Can they you imagine had... the mosh pit in Russia, too? Oh, my God. That shit all that shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, that shit. We're definitely doing the wall of death out there. Come on. Damn. Oh, yeah. I mean, dead. Peter, what do you think, bro? Where's, where's the place you all want to play at? <sighs> to be honest with you, I really don't know. Honestly, I really want to play in an amphitheater with a rotating stage. You remember back Kevin like Hart family? do a set or a special in a rotating stage? I think like, so. Uh, but it was like a, it was an odd, it was like a, it was huge. Whatever yeah, the hell like Metallica did. Yeah. They set up. Kind of like uh, Family Values, yeah. 1998, where they had uh, Ice Cube, Corn, okay, Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Um, the stage would literally rotate, and then the other band would be on the other side. I, I just, I would love to play a show like that, dude. That would be so fucking, tr- can you guys just imagine, like, we're doing a song with another band. And like we start off, the stage starts spinning, and then all of a sudden, I walk on to the next stage, and then we go from one stage to the exit stage. Is there any kind of best and worst I mean, advice? I ain't throwing no. Uh, <laughs> I ain't gonna throw no shade at nobody. Oh no, no shade. Uh, but just I, like I best and worst advice. They'll, they'll know who they are. Well, well, <laughs> well, I'll just put it like this. A while back, me and Jason had a conversation. I told him I was like, "Bro, we should try to do everything we can in house. Yeah, whether it's videoing or recording." I was like, you know, having a manager. Yeah. We've had a couple of managers. And I led you, Jason. I was like, you know, it's nice that a manager will push, yeah. our, push our material and all that, but anybody that needs a manager, that's telling me that they can't manage themselves. 
I gotcha. So that that's a problem in itself. It's nice to have the you know somebody that can give you publicity. Yeah. But it's in management, you know. I told, I was like, bro, I was like, you know, we we don't need a manager. Being more if we can't manage ourselves, then we got a deeper problem here. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that was a piece of good advice on that, which was going against you know having management in the first place. Yeah. People that are giving you certain advice that you know damn well don't mean well with that advice. And yeah. I think we had a lot of shit in the beginning of our career coming up to midpoint uh, before the last single release. Yeah. Um, we just we had a lot of we had a lot of distractions that we we didn't need and it was like, nah dude, we know what we need to do, we know what we want to do and you know, if we do entertain management or anything of that nature it had to be somebody that's you know got they, they, they want best for not only the band but doing the job and the common interest of hey we're doing this job legitimately there's no shady shit there's no bullshit or any of that nature so um, I think that that's the best advice that we've kind of learned on our own was not taking rich advice from poor people that's a good one Man, it's hard to figure out though. It is. Goddamn. You know, yeah. A lot of landmines. Yeah. I think it's like for me personally, like one of the biggest lessons I learned this is more related to mixing than anything, but it's like it's really not about your gear or your plugins or whatever you got. You don't need to go spend fifteen hundred dollars buying every single waves plug in or whatever. Yeah in order to get a good sound. Like, there is a shitload of free plugins out there that replicate, you know, analog gear fairly closely. You know, it's, it's obviously it's not going to sound exactly the same, but just because it doesn't sound exactly like analog gear doesn't mean it's not going to sound good, you know? Yeah. So it's like people go out and spend shit tons of money on gear thousands that they really don't need. Thousands yeah, yeah. Like you can spend that price point. You, you can drop how to millions use it, of dollars on you know, <laughs> studio it. gear. Yeah. And if you don't know how to use it, it's not going to do you any yeah. favors. So it's like learn to walk before you run. Cause I, I started trying to run before I could walk and I ended up spending a bunch of money on plugins that I don't even touch anymore because I'm like, now I can just do that with you know, a couple EQ moves and you know, it's all good. Um, so that, and then specifically, if there's anybody out there who's like a bedroom mixing engineer producer, uh, two plugins you absolutely need is uh, Sound ID Reference and Real Phones. And those okay. two plugins, Sound ID Reference, they have sound profiles for dozens and dozens of different uh, sets of headphones, and it'll correct the frequency response of it so it gets it as flat as possible. So it's basically replicating. Like a studio monitor setup, Does more or less. You need to be on my speaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, 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 right if I told you how this the studio was chain. recording audio, you'd probably crawl inside of a hole and want to die. This is definitely uh, yeah. redneck rigged to the extreme. Hey, I mean, if it works, right it now. works. Um, but then <laughs> real phones, if you put that together with the sound ID, real phones, <clears throat> it also has some frequency correction stuff, yeah. but they don't have as many options for uh, like different headsets you can use. But it also has a feature where, I don't know how the fuck it works, <laughs> but it basically replicates the sound of like a real studio control room. So you get the a much more accurate like representation of what it would sound like in a real you know mixing studio. 
um, and it just it's brought my mixes so far so fast just to be able to hear what you're doing because you know like with mixing you have to be able to hear how it's going to sound all the layers otherwise everything that you're doing is meaningless because like if you're mixing it on you know like a you know shitty like bluetooth iphone speaker or something you know you're not going to get representation of all your sub bass frequencies or your high end yeah. and everything and there's going to be nasty peaks and all of this stuff uh, so you want it to be as neutral as possible so that you can add the spice and everything and it's not going to sound like shit as soon as somebody yeah. puts it on their you know car subwoofer you know oh, yeah. massive rig or whatever um, so if if you are a bedroom producer and you are going to spend money on uh, plugins two that are absolutely worth the money real phones sound id reference uh, and this is not sponsored by the way <laughs> <laughs> I just this is not a paid sponsorship <laughs> yeah, yeah. i wish they would fucking sponsor me that would be awesome if they want to give shout me free out. shit, I'm not going to Shout out, me. guys. Shout <laughs> out to Phone, Sound ID Reference. Sponsor this podcast. So who are some uh, who are some of the bands that you've had, like, your best collaborations with, like, in the past? Who are some of the ones that you've really, like, you know, even if you didn't release the song, you, like, really enjoyed working with them or you're looking forward to uh, releasing it? I'd say it's more so, like, bands that we play with, not necessarily mm -hmm. bands that... Cause yeah, we don't we really had much collab. Yeah, we don't yeah. really had no like feature. Like your live shows, you don't. Well, well, like, uh, I mean, not necessarily any... collab shows. That would be kind of cool though. There's yeah. there's a couple bands that we might would be able to okay. like, you know, mix yeah. band members or all Jason come up. Jason hops on stage a couple times. Jason hops on stage more than any of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, he will nice. hop on and okay. uh, yeah, I think I think I'll see him do like two or three songs. Jeffy Raya, Halloween Ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, there's okay. a lot of bands we love playing with. Um, and moving from the reality realm to the fantasy realm, exactly. Like, who would be like when you have a crazy dream at night and you're on stage with some band? Crazy. Who, <laughs> who is who is the band or the artist or dream whoever? Or trip. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is it that you would be performing with? Like you know, if you were you know like yeah, Post Malone got to perform with Ozzy. Yeah. And he was like, I've always wanted to fucking do that, you know. Who would be the, you know, I'm in a dream, but now it's real in the fantasy realm. Who who would I be performing with for each of you? Like, do you have that? I've always person? said that if I can't, if, if, if I, you know, let's just say, like, this band is never going to go anywhere or whatever. If, like, I'd be happy to retire if I can end my career, like, playing on stage with Slipknot. Nice. Okay. You know, yep. that'd, be, that'd, that'd be a good way to end my career, you know. Would you want to do a new song with them, or would you want to do an old favorite? Probably sick. Sick. I mean, just because, <laughs> just wrong. because we, you know, we cover that, so it, it would be more of a thing of where like like yeah. our two bands can come together. You know, you're mutual, you're mutual, yeah. what you love, what they love, it all comes together. Exactly. And you do something badass. Yeah. For me, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, man. No, you're good. You're good. Man. Honestly. I had it's some shit recently. Crazy, right? I have it to is. say this. <laughs> there's always, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, There's always the, oh, I want to do this type deal. But I have to say, everything kind of came full circle last year when we played with uh, Killer's Confession. Okay. That's got uh, Waylon yeah. from Mushroom Head. Yeah. Formerly in that band. That's his side project. Ten years ago from that date that we played with them, I was like fucking fresh out of high school. Um, went to his show when he was with Mushroom Head. And I was just like, yeah, I want to, I want to be on stage with you one day, you know. Mm -hmm. He's like, you can do it, but you got to do it for the right reasons, you know. He gave me this whole um, motivational speech, and 
10 years later, we fucking opened it for them. So nice. in a way, we kind of have, you know, had at least had a taste of that. I mean, we've played with a, a couple of awesome bands. Uh, we've played with Dope. Yeah. Uh, we've played with Jeremiah Syndrome, um, Killer's Confession. Head what P. else we got, Z? We got Heart Sick, Head P.E. Um, this next show coming up, we got Tantric, fucking... Um, Edema. Edema. Um, fucking crazy town. Yeah. I still can't wrap my head. It's just wild. It's crazy. Literally. It's crazy town. Crazy, crazy. I know. Come, I'm come my lady. Try to get Sugar, baby. everybody because I get the same parking spot every time we go to hooligans and I do not want to <laughs> lose that spot at all. So I'm not going to tell y'all where is it, but just know you see me. And that's just not, know. I'm not moving. Just know. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not moving a muscle, bud. Yeah. For me, I think it's a toss-up between... Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It's, it, <sighs> I didn't think about it. Honestly, it's like a three-way tie between like Green Day, Corn, and Gojira, okay. which is a bit of a yeah. widespread, but like... All three of those bands. Uh, just like if any of those three, you'd be you'd be like, I've arrived. This is great. Yeah, yeah honestly, like getting to play with any of those bands would be fucking awesome. Like, yeah, because I listen to a lot of Gojira, <laughs> and I listen to a lot of Corn and a lot of Green Day. So like, those three like just come together and kind of create me as a musician, nice. um, in a little weirdest possible ways. <laughs> but you see. Man, like Peter said, Slipknot, whether it be the start of the show or the end of the show, you feel me? Like, where people eagle shit or surfacing, I, I got I to gotta do that shit. Like, I don't know. That's just, that's like the most hype songs for me to play as far as like covers and whatnot. But also, would like to play a song with a seven photo. Nice. That right there. I don't know. Come I don't know. Like, Vince Sevenfold just gives me hype. I don't care what nobody said. I will not tolerate any of Vince Sevenfold slander. They are top tier. I don't care what nobody said. They are top tier. I mean, they're mediocre, but they are top. I like, top like their song. <laughs> I just say, man. The acoustic version was like I like their music, but the one that I always ended up going back to was the Dear God song, the acoustic version. Love that. Good. It was great. That's good. Yeah. Honestly, a little piece of heaven. Yeah, that's my shit, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun man. fact. The Rev came in and did those parts in one take. RP. But I used to do that back with country music back great, in the day. It was a lot Rev. of one take songs. Like mm-hmm. they would just get together. Back in the day, that's all they had. But I mean, they wouldn't, take. they wouldn't even <laughs> trying to go for more than one take. You can hear sometimes them still clicking in, you know, the mics or, mm-hmm. you know, an electric guitar. It's crazy. All Honestly, that. If, if I had to say from my point of view, I mean, there's a couple of bands. I, I, I mean, honestly, Aaron Lewis, I've always, Davis, right? bro, you already know. But yeah, see, I always, <laughs> uh, if if I could get on stage and do a song with somebody, I say Denzel Curry, bro. Take okay. that head trip with Denzel, bro. That would be some fucking heavy shit. Dude. That was a complete 180 from where I was going, but you know, <laughs> like. I accept that answer. And then, like, of course, like, obviously, if we could open for, like, Limp Biscuit or Corn, Slipknot, any of those bands, dude, that that would be a a, a dream come true for sure. I mean, really, I, honestly, um, 
whatever we do, as long as like we can make a living doing what we love and enjoy continue what we're doing, I think that's the main goal. Yeah. No matter who it's with, as long as we're yeah, on tour sure. and we're able to for pay sure. our bills and shit. For sure. And we can make a living off of what we love. Fuck, I'm happy. Shit. So what's coming next? What's, what's take the, the next music? big project? What's the next big project? Any teasers? More or any music? Kind of... Maybe a music video? Mm-hmm. Like something? That, I mean, uh, we, don't want to spoil we, anything. We can give them the much, name, but... right? We can give no, them the we'll, name. We'll hold off on the name. We'll hold off on the name. Title. We're gonna hold off on the. Anything? Anything? Anything that? Like even the smallest little, like just a keyword. And then let people sort of sit on that and make their own assumptions, and then you can ruin it or make it great for them at the end. Mm. I'll say I got, I got, I got something go to piss no, somebody no, off no, a little no, bit. Uh, Shit, especially your hardcore fans, because they're if the guys that wear your t-shirts every well, I day, think they're going to be happy it. as hell. With all the new shit for sure. If not, even. No. The, the chick the, with the sword at the end of the game. Uh, <sighs> I mean, I can say, oh. I'll say that um, oh, we definitely got new music. That's that's happening. Um, there, I say, you know, we've talked about a second album. We might drop an EP before that second okay. album. Um, we haven't really made up our minds on whether or not it's going to be an EP or an album, but we are working on it. Um, we do got some stuff set up as far as a video for the next single. Um, all I can say is, is uh, don't sleep on us. Good. Don't fall asleep. Sleep. And if you do, sleep with one eye open. Yep, that's right. Our next song is a Metallica cover. No, we ain't even gonna tell y'all what the next cover is because somebody gonna try to steal it. You know, we've been talking about the next cover, and it's gonna be a doozy, and it's gonna be getting her out of the park. That's the thing, though. Whenever we openly talk about doing like covers that we're doing, people always steal it. Really? People, people always do it. Man, it's like God damn. <laughs> or if we do it, then they go. Yeah. Or we we've done it for such a long time, and then somebody else does it, and they go, "We've been doing this since day one." And I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> nah, bitch." <laughs> Just do like a hardcore, like no, a hardcore Barbie girl rem. Cover yeah. or something. <laughs> I, no, I'd listen to it for sure. I'll say this. I'll say we this. got no competition. This new there. shit. <laughs> this new shit is gonna be very. Uh, it's gonna be a little more aggressive than the first album. Um, very early Slipknot. Definitely, influence. definitely nineties okay. influence. Mm. Uh, that's what I mean. It's still head trip more but, than usual. Uh, <laughs> me and Peter. Tasty. We, me and Peter are going back and forth like in all these tracks. Just fucking it, these drums are just That'll on fucking nice point. Sweet. Uh, everybody, everybody's brain to clutch. You know, Zeb's got a bunch of bass solos that you wouldn't like. You would hear, and you'd be like, "This works in a weird way," but it's it's actually very fulfilling. So, um, I think this will be the be- some of the best shit that we've ever dropped, and I think that uh, it's it's going to touch base on a little bit of experimenting. You know, I think we. I, I think it's safe to say there's some hip hop influence. Okay, well that's cool. I was actually yeah. that was going to be one of the questions I asked you before we got out of here today was, is there any kind of genre bending or mixing that you plan on doing with any of your music going forward? Any ideas that you're 
throwing around. Maybe not you're going to do anything with, but just something that you're like, you know, it'd be cool yeah. if we did this and this, anything. Not so much with uh, Head Trip, but with uh, me and Jason's other project okay. called Sim. Yeah, some um, side, side projects. For our, for our new stuff, we're incorporating a lot of, like, electronic and industrial elements okay. into it. Going kind of like, um, there's a bit of, like, dash of nine inch nails in there somewhere there's okay. a little bit of like newer north lane kind of stuff um it's just it's heavy it's heavy as fuck like so, so static it, nice long yeah, deep basic static breakdowns and, oh, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah nice long pauses We're throwing in some songs <laughs> that are in drop g which is I just makes drop it drop g for girth <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's very girthy very girthy music uh, we're gonna be the first girth core band oh, <laughs> we are the brownie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the what? The brownies. <laughs> the brownies. Actually, I fucked with some of the brownies. Oh, yeah, did, did I, uh, if I can see Gonzalez, one of them, my last band, we opened for them. Uh, they fucking, they, they did really good, actually. I know a lot of people give the brownies <laughs> shit. I don't really know why, honestly. Like, their stuff, most of their stuff doesn't do it for me, but they got a couple tracks where yeah. I'm like, this is my shit. <laughs> Take some jams. Z, what you got going down, bro? Uh, for y'all that don't know, my boy is in this dope-ass thrash melodic death metal band called Nameless Anonymous. What are you guys doing now? I see you guys doing touring shit and all that good stuff. Yeah, so we just came off the uh, Crawling Chaos tour with uh, the boys in Quiet and Mantis, Existing in Exile, and Summer in the Circle. And uh, it, was, it was a pretty good tour. Um, you know, made, made some new friends, and everybody got along pretty well. You know, we all like looked at everybody out. was different. Everybody was different genre, so we all oh, just shit. like you know just fed off of each other type shit. That so was, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, oh, we're working on album number two. Um, it's a concept album. I'm not gonna get too much into it, but it's a pretty cool story. Um, yeah, we got a lot of stuff in the works for this year. Yeah, I don't want to give out too much details. Well, don't, man. Just uh, <laughs> get, you wet the whistle right there. But look, I really appreciate you guys coming in today. It'll be fun. Yeah, you guys yeah, are officially the very first band that's been on the podcast. So oh, gosh, oh, you guys popped the band cherry. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, yeah, man. Half life. But, yeah, uh, we can go ahead and end it now if you guys are down. Yeah. All right. Cool.